the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. You were sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cut deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It's 4 o'clock, it's Thursday, that means you're listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and every day at 4 o'clock, every weekday at 4 o'clock, we're here to take your phone calls and answer your questions. 340-9585 for your live calls, that's 340-9585, you can call toll free at 877-630-KSLR. That's six three zero five seven five seven. You can email questions into us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also use the Calvary Chapel free mobile app. The safest way to call the studio live if you're driving in your car is to use the KSLR free mobile app. Just hit the call now button and you will be connected directly to the studio. We would love your live calls and questions. Ladies, this is the one day that we set aside especially for you. Um, We'll take other calls and questions as well, but this is your day. So if you need any encouragement, if Paula can help you out on anything, she's here and she looks beautiful. Aw, thanks. I thought you sounded cute. Well, that was a minute ago. But oh, okay. I'll take both. <laughs> God gave me new eyes in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to be here. Um, we've had a really nice day already. Just kind of got up and, and took our time and then... Uh, a couple from the church said, are you going for pancakes? Because we'll meet you. <laughs> and so we were My answer is always, only if it's Thursday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we said, we'll be there by a certain time. And they were like, perfect. Did they beat us there? I think they mm-hmm. did, huh? We, were, we ran a little bit late. But it is, after all, a date day. There's no real time pressure scheduling thing except for four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah. And so we had a really nice, nice time. And, and we saw several people. Um, of course, that we know because we're regulars at this pancake house, and they're the regulars who are regulars along with us. We we got to say hi, and then we saw some other folks from the from the church and their extended family. So it's like, excuse me, pardon me, I got to go out there and <laughs> hug them and kiss them and tell them hi, like I do at church. And that was a sweet blessing to see one of their daughters see Mama Paula. You know, it was so fun. Um, and then you know, you get to. Pray with people who and encourage others. So one of the servers there, oh. who we've known now for about three years, young man, who just a really nice young man. He hugged me and he said, "Hi, Papa." Oh, <laughs> wait a minute! You don't come to our church? What are you? So. Yeah, time really flies because I think we've known him longer than three oh, years. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's been way longer than three years. So anyway, we're getting old. That's that's just what happens. <laughs> it's all right, baby. Well, Paul, it's been a fun week um, mm-hmm. for for you and for the ladies here at Calvary Chapel. I know at least one of the things you want to talk about is Sweet Summer Devotions. Uh-huh. So why don't you go ahead and start there? Okay, well, that was number two on my list, but that's okay. Okay, it's number one now. <laughs> we're number one. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the afterglow and, you know, Calvary Kids Bible School. We'll do that. Next. We'll do that later. Okay, so Sweet Summer Devotions is a huge hit. I, I you know, I, I marvel at, and I shouldn't, but God is so smart, you know, He knows stuff. And so He's the one that called uh, Sweet Summer Devotions into being. And um, I was just thinking of 
him in the night. He is the hound of heaven, as you say quite <laughs> often. You know, um, in each one of these ladies who shared their testimony thus far, every one of them has said, I knew God was chasing me. I knew he was trying to speak to me. He, he never left me or, or forsook me, even though, you know, I was running fast and furious to get away from him, knowing the things that I was doing was uh, not pleasing to him. And, um, and yet, time and time, some would say, I should have been dead, <laughs> you know? Or um, how, why would he love me? Why would he be patient? with me after all that I have done. And um, I, you know, in the process of studying First Peter and today, as I was just thinking about this, in First um, Peter 1 verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And you know, that blessed, of course, I learned this from you, Pastor Ron, means <laughs> he's happy. You know, God is happy that once we were dead in our sins, and, and especially with Becky, it seemed like Jesus was on the course to destroy herself. Um, and yet the Lord was like, no, I have a plan. Nope, you're not going to run away from me so far. You're not going to do so much drugs. You're not going to get crazy all the way to heroin um, and, and kill yourself. Um, she tried twice. I'm not going to let you die because I got a plan for you and one day you're going to be able to turn around and encourage uh, one or two or maybe thousands um, with your with your testimony so he's gotten us again to a living hope you know you go from just desperation hopelessness um, to I hear that still small voice mm. you know at one point she, was, she had me cracking up because she, she was saying she's hanging around with these drug dealers and addicts and you know she's going crazy and they're telling her the quote unquote Christian you need to get your life together <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you're in trouble when people who are living criminal lives tell you that you got to get your life together yeah. yeah you're messed up girl you need to get your <laughs> life together and so you know um, and she was, she was cute because she said and I could hear pa you know now we can hear Pastor Ron say don't be telling, don't be preaching while you're stoned. Don't be preaching while you're drunk. And she said, but I did. Um, and the people came back to her and said, you need to get your life together. And that's when you know you've hit rock bottom. And um, evidently things were, you know, they get from bad to worse. You know, Paula, one thing I've noticed in the in the Sweet Summer Devotion series, it sort of goes full circle, you know, um, uh, women often because they don't understand how much they're loved by God they don't mm -hmm. understand as you say often their value, their value. to God mm -hmm. they they rebel against authority figures they rebel against parents they rebel against rules they they find themselves in this um, decline of sin uh, and their lives get worse and worse and worse and then uh, when Jesus goes and drags them out, the enemies, they're right there yelling at him, um, you have no value to God with all the things you've done, you can't be saved. Yep. And Jesus wraps his arms around them. Mm -hmm. And that's the place where we've got to get, we've got to get to the place where we let him wrap his arms around us and convince us yeah. how much he loves us, yeah. convince us, as as we say here, there is no flaw in you. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if women would understand that, they wouldn't give their bodies away so freely to anybody who wants it yeah. uh, just to get loving their definition of loving yeah. feedback yeah. Um, they, they wouldn't do drugs they wouldn't drink they wouldn't live these destructive lifestyles uh, but because they get to that bottom place and Jesus is right there mm -hmm. where can I go and escape from you mm -hmm. if I go to the heavens you're there if mm -hmm. I go to the pits you're there mm -hmm. um, they get to that place and they look up and there he is and they finally get it they finally get they it, finally get it. Yeah. I wish those who I consider more difficult to reach would be so can easily convinced. And those are the nice people. You know, the ones who think they're good, they think they're nice, they try to do the right thing all mm -hmm. the time, mm -hmm. and basically they don't see a need for Jesus. I tell you, when you're in the bottom, 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 you know how badly you need him. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. That's like the prodigal who stayed home. You know, he wasn't running after wild women and, and you know, wasting his inheritance. He was at home, you know, doing all the stuff 
And yet, even then, he didn't realize how much his father loved him. I love that you called him the prodigal, too. He is a prodigal. Because he, because he, he was his father's son, mm -hmm. but left his heart. Yeah. His heart was gone. And we have a lot of people like that, people that are trying to do the right thing, but their heart isn't with the Lord because the heart's not for the Lord. Yeah. And, and sometimes, and I know many times these nice people rebel against this, but sometimes rock bottom is a really good place to be because that's where some of us need to be right. in order to to see Jesus to find him he's looking for us mm -hmm. but for us to open our eyes and see we got to get to that place I was one of those people yeah. and I was the prodigal who stayed home yeah. because I was thinking you know Lord why don't you save him? You know what a mess he is. He's just a big <laughs> jerk and he's being mean and blah, 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 you know? And the Lord was saying, yeah, but where's your heart, Paula? <laughs> do, you, so, do you remember one time we were talking, and this is, goes back, you know, 26 years almost, but what? we were talking. Is it going to embarrass me? Oh, I don't think so. Probably. That's okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but there was, there was, you were kind of edgy about something. Mm-hmm. And what you were troubled by is that God wasn't punishing me more. Oh, yeah. He needed he to thump you upside the <laughs> head a little bit, you know? I said, Paula, what do you want? Do you want a pound of flesh? I'm yes. sorry for all the things I did. Mm -hmm. And you really did say yes. Yes. I, I, I want you to be punished yeah. so that you will learn. But really, you just wanted to be sort of vindicated in all of this. Yeah. I wanted you to feel what it was like to be just abandoned, rejected, thought ill of. And Jesus just kept saying, ooh, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> it was irritating, but I get it. I get mm. it, you know? Yeah, he wants us all to know our value. And just because you were, you know, a jerk back then, um, it's okay. I needed to get my focus on him. You know what I was going to say? I'm Simon the leper. Ron the jerk. <laughs> People <laughs> never forget sometimes. Yeah, we just don't let it go, huh? I'm sorry, babe. You're good. Um, I, Sam just showed me a sign that said, we've been doing Sweet Summer Devotion for 10 years. Really? That's what I said. I'm shocked. Me too. It's gone. It's gone by oh, really quickly. It's sure been a fruitful ministry. Yeah, he's he's smart. I'm telling you, because I didn't come up with this. Um, but the hound of heaven is always, always pursuing. And you know, there's so many ladies. We want the um, kind of a, a, a rough, tough guy, a, kind of a, a thug, actually. That <laughs> the nice guy who's so sweet, you know, that we can take advantage of. Because we all have the wrong mindset. We don't want that. We want somebody who, you know, just is kind of <clears throat> in our face kind of thing. But too many of us marry those kind of in-your-face kind of guys, and then they're in our face, not in a good way. And and so many of the ladies, as they share their testimonies, Lisa, um, Becky, I think Talia, too, um, these kind of... Raquel married a bad boy, Richard. Pastor, Pastor Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He looks so good today. Um, but um, we marry these, these kind of thug guys, maybe because we're rebellious too, and, and that guy will tell my mama and my daddy, you know, hey, this is my wife, so get out of, you know. But we don't, we don't know our value, and we marry these kind of guys, and it doesn't end up too well. And then we're, we're sorry and we're stuck, you know, and then we have to really... We hope that God will intervene and, and save us and we can start praying, you know, for those guys. And so, I don't know. I just think if we would all know our value, we would make much better choices. Yeah, in our conversation today with the couple from church at breakfast, um, they have a friend that they're trying to help. And this is a, a lady who was raised uh, in Catholicism. Um, she's really struggling, trying to do good things, and mm -hmm. she doesn't understand the difference between grace and works and one thing or another. And and my answer, my, my suggestion was, tell her to read the Song of Solomon. Oh, yeah. Only those parts of her title love her, yeah. because until she understands how beloved she is mm -hmm. by God, mm -hmm. until she, she can feel Jesus staring at her and checking her out from head to toe and then toe to head, mm -hmm. all beautiful you are, my darling, mm -hmm. there's no flaw in you. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying to, to our audience, he said it to you, Paula, he yep. said it to, to, to me even, that, mm -hmm. that uh, you're perfect for me. How beautiful you are, my darling, there is no flaw That's in right. you. And we, I unless we get that, 
then we're going to keep trying to please God by doing things Mm -hmm. instead of doing things because we are pleasing to God the way we are. Yeah, I love the, you know, my favorite song is Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. (laughs) And, you know, that's your VBS connection here. Yeah, that's my VBS connection for sure. Um, But his love never fails. And as we're going back to talking about the Sweet Summer Devotion speakers, um, God's love never failed because he is love. You know, and and some of them will say, well, why does he love me after all that I've done? Well, Jesus loves us when we're good, when we do the things we should. And Jesus loves us when we're bad, even though it makes him sad. Yes, Jesus loves us. You know, his love never gives up. And until our dying breath and or until he knows who's going to say no forever, like like with Pharaoh, you know. Pharaoh hardened his heart, hardened his heart, hardened his heart. Well, God knows he's going to say yes and he's going to say no. Um, but he just continually pursues us and woos us. And again, he knows the beginning from the end and all that in between. And so for those who say, well, I've done so much, I can't believe that Jesus would still want me after all that. That's why he died, you know, that he would be able to um, be Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he would be happy because his abundant mercy he's wanting to pour out on any and all who might be in that situation right now. All I've done, you know, I've been really mean to my wife for years. I've cheated on her like this one man. We we had a lady years ago. He had cheated on her so many times, and yet the Lord had her stay, hang in, or she thought she was supposed to hang in. Um I've, I've been mean to my children, you know. I've, I've said that I'm a Christian, and yet I've been drinking um, when they wanted me to stop. I've been doing drugs and disappearing on them um, for years, and I've been telling them I'm a Christian, and yet why would God want me? Because God is love, and he forgives, and um, he, he wants you to have a fresh start in life. And so um, he's he's hounding you know, like, you know that's not the right thing to do. You know you can change. I know you're afraid and you failed so many times, but let's start again today. Don't worry about failing anymore. Let's start again today and, and let's just walk together with me. And as Pastor Ron always says, just be with Jesus. If you're just with Jesus, then you won't make those wrong choices and, and do the wrong things. Ladies, three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or comments, or just need any encouragement, we will also take Bible questions. Three four zero ninety five eighty five, or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. Paula, who's next on Sweet Summer Devotions? Oh my goodness, Elise Shank. And you know her grandma uh, passed away earlier this year. I didn't even realize when I was making out the schedule, you know, how praying it. The, the day that Elise Shank is teaching is her grandma's birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I never know what the girls or ladies are going to say, but I'm, I think she's our youngest speaker this year. She's in her early 20s. She grew up here. But, she, yeah, she grew up here. And I can't wait. I'll be in the front row just like with everybody else with pen and paper. Go ahead, girl, teach me something. (laughs) And and this is pretty much um, uh, going to be a different Sweet Summer Devotions because there isn't some gruesome testimony. Uh, She's pretty much loved the Lord her whole life. Uh, I'll never forget, nor will you, Paula, the first time that uh, uh, Will, now Pastor Will, yeah. principal of our school, uh, and and Natasha, uh, Natasha uh-huh. brought the kids over. They came to visit right after they mm-hmm. had come to the church. Mm-hmm. And we got these two young little kids, and they're bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was... Yeah, all over the place, like my couch and yeah, my coffee yeah, table. Yeah. Like C- control your children. <laughs> and, and we talked to them about it, and but they didn't know yet. Yeah. And and to see those two kids, uh, both of them now have graduated from our, mm-hmm. our school, and, and Elise has graduated from college. Yeah. Uh, little Will is is uh, is pursuing a career in professional <laughs> golf. Mm-hmm. And what we find out is is uh, that these kids have just pretty much walked with Jesus their whole lives. So I'm I'm really excited to hear yeah. what the Lord has to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, walking with the Lord their whole lives, though not perfect, which will be an encouragement to everyone. Uh, you know, being a Christian doesn't mean we're 
we've arrived yet. And so I know with, with the lease, you've got a little bit of a testimony in there, but it's not one of those deep, dark ones like, I had to be saved from prostitution or drugs and alcohol, <laughs> praise God, you know. Um, but yeah, that I, I can't wait. So it's, um, it's Lee Shank, and then the next week after that is Patty Morrow. Oh, that'll be good. Oh, be my cool. goodness, yeah. Let's take a phone call. Oh, we've got okay. Nigel on line one. Nigel, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello. Thank you, uh, Pastor Couple. <laughs> hey, did did I did I pronounce your name right? I we have Nigel here, and so uh, I, a lot of people it's Nigel. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, I think it was just a you know where, where you want to enunciate, but it, for me it's usually Nigel. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, I have a question. I thought it would actually kind of appropriate, seeing as uh, seeing as you two are uh, sharing on the radio this this afternoon. Um, I have a friend who uh, is a young lady, and she is right now more or less uh, the interim uh, youth pastor for her church. And uh, and I know her. I know her heart. I know her heart is is devoted to the Lord, um, but is also devoted to to raising up the youth to be uh, men and women after God's heart. Um, but I just I'm not really sure where I stand on. On a on a, a woman uh, a leader or teacher, not saying that they can't be leaders or teachers in the church, but uh, as a mm-hmm. as a pastor, as a youth as a youth pastor, it, uh, I just was really very uncertain as to what what I can what I should do with that. Yeah, Nigel, that's a tough one. I uh, I personally uh, don't believe that any woman uh, in any position should carry the name of pastor. The Bible, I think, makes that crystal clear. Uh, we have uh, our youth pastors. We have a high school uh, youth pastor. We also have a, uh, a pastor who's in charge of the junior high school ministry. And both of their wives help out a lot in the ministry. In fact, because they're they're typically younger people, we make sure that their wives are with them all the time. We want to be sure that everything is above board. And so the wives contribute. The wives have a, a, a ministry role, a teaching role. But we also make it crystal clear that they are not pastors. The pastor is the husband. And for your friend, uh, I so appreciate her heart. I appreciate her willingness to help. But this is really a bad road to go down. Uh, And it would indicate to me, uh, probably, Nigel, that she's not in a really healthy uh, Bible teaching church. So um, tell her, keep her heart for the kids. Keep her, her willingness to serve and spend the time that those kids so desperately need from adults, young and old, um, but but she really needs to, to turn her back sort of on the pastor title. Um, probably in that church they will tell her it's okay, but it really isn't, and I think that you know that. So um, uh, pray for her, um, thank God for her, um, be an encourager to her, but at the same time, uh, because you care for her, uh, teach her. Mm-hmm. And you, the key word I heard you say was the interim interim as though they're looking for a male youth pastor i hope that's the case but um yeah 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 in interim or otherwise they they just shouldn't have Uh um the the title of pastor yeah yeah thank you nigel god bless and we'll Mm -hmm. be praying for that young woman and for the church as well let's go to johnson city and talk with wesley wesley thanks for calling you're on the air uh, yes, and thank you for uh, taking my call again. Mm-hmm. Um, I took your advice and went to the uh, recent sermons uh, in Romans, and um, really been enjoying it. It's, oh, thank uh, you. Really, an eye opener, and uh, it's really helped. Good, thank you, uh, Wesley. One question that I have for today, and I'll hang up, is that um, you know the sin issue uh, and forgiveness and all of this. Um, when uh, when we do fall into sin, I've uh, heard people say, and yourself also, that it separates us from God. Is that um, um, justifiably, or is that relationally? And I'm thinking it must be relationally. Yes, thank you. I'm glad you asked for the clarification, Wesley. It is relationally. Uh, what it means is that our fellowship is temporarily broken. You know, in Him is light, there's no darkness at all. Uh, and when we take that turn into darkness, 
as long as we are unrepentant, uh, we haven't asked for forgiveness. And I'm not talking about a legalistic, have to remember every single detail of every single sin. But, but, but when we slide into sin, we know it's sin. And, and when we say, Jesus, I'm so sorry, I hate what I do, like Paul is going to say in Romans chapter 7, uh, you know what he says? He says, forget it. You're forgiven. Now let's just start walking together. And that fellowship is instantly restored. So it's only relationally. Uh, we can't lose what God has given us freely. We can't lose what he has guaranteed we have. If we have been truly born again, uh, we will always be his. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. It just means that we can't lose that which was given to us. So we're only talking relationally, Wesley, and the cure for that is instant. Uh, I'm sorry, Jesus. And that relationship is fully restored. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, that word means to agree with God about our sin. He, God, is faithful and just to forgive us. And then here's the key point, purify us from all unrighteousness. The purify is in the, the continual present tense in Greek. And it just means that we're perfect again with Jesus. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening to those messages. You're listening to the day, the edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. Beautiful Paula is live in the studio with me. 340-9585. 340-9585. We'll be back with the final 30 minutes of today's program in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the day the edition of the program i said it three times already but i can't say enough beautiful paula is live in studio with me hey paula wesley i'm sure is still listening share uh, what you just shared with me yeah just, wesley I, I wanted to you don't know the second verse of my song Jesus loves me, it says, it goes like this, Wesley, Jesus loves me when I'm good, when I do the things I should, and Jesus loves me when I'm bad, even though it makes him sad. Not, he's not mad, it just makes him sad. He doesn't ever say, I'm done with you, Wesley. What he says is, I love you, and then probably you might hear this, aren't you sick of your sin yet? You know, but he's not mad, he's not going to just leave you he's going to keep hounding you and i think that's why you feel so bad while you're calling pastor ron and now you're listening to the romans series cool. yeah so god bless you and thanks for listening you know i i, I we have this picture of a of an angry god you know uh, our parents authority figures they get we get angry at people we, we raise our voice mm-hmm. and we think that's what god is going to be like uh, if our kids get uh, do something wrong, we we get mad at them. God never does that with mm-hmm. his kids. He never gets angry. Mm-hmm. And I always imagine, Paul, and this is just the way my mind works, I always imagine the sadness in Jesus' voice when he had to cry out, Adam, Adam, where, where art, art thou, thou, Adam? Yeah. And Adam would say, I'm over here hiding. Mm-hmm. And you ate from the tree, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And it broke his heart. It wasn't a shock to him. He knows what's going to happen. In the same way, our sin when we fall is not a shock to the Lord at all. But what he wants us to do is deal with it. You know, we Christians, Paula, have such a tendency to soften our sin. We call it like, well, I fell, or uh, I made a mistake, or... A I'm con- backsliding. That's, that's, that's how we describe a continual yeah. pattern yeah. of sin. And Jesus said, no. Mm-hmm. Cut off your hand mm-hmm. if it offends you. Yeah. Gouge out your eye yeah. if it offends you. Yeah. He wants us to deal with our sin forcefully. Yeah. And that's why we've all got to get to that place where Paul arrived finally in his own walk. Oh, wretched man that I am. Mm-hmm. Who can deliver me from this body of death? And he's going to say in our study this Sunday at Calvary Chapel, he's going to say, I find this law at work. When I'm sinning, it's not me who sins, but sin living in me. Mm-hmm. Identifying the nature of the battle, mm-hmm. the struggle that we all have with our flesh every single day. Mm-hmm. And man, we've got to put it to death every single day, as many times during the day as it takes. And pretty soon what will happen is 
will find out that that fellowship with Jesus is so sweet. Can you imagine when you really want to do something bad? And we all do. Sin is fun. Mm. When you really want to do something bad, you say, no, I'm not going to do it because I love Jesus more. Can you imagine the smile on his face? Yeah, yeah. That was the coolest thing with Becky. She took full personal responsibility. She chose to sin because she wanted to. She chose to sin because she liked it. And she said, I knew Jesus was displeased, but at that time, I didn't really care. And what she left us with, she said, he was my savior. I knew I was going to go to heaven, but I had never made him Lord. And that's what you're talking about. If we make Jesus Lord of our life, then those choices are like really right there, really close. If he's Lord, we'll know not to do that. And if we're truly born again, we do have the power living in us to be able to say no. Now, yeah, we still got the stupid stinking flesh where we will sin, but not really on, not because we want to. Sometimes our flesh just falls, but take personal responsibility because we do have the power that raised Christ from the dead living in us, and we can say no. So I I loved how she just took personal responsibility. Her parents... It wasn't a bad boyfriend. It wasn't the parents who were just Uh -uh. didn't understand her. It was, I chose to sin. Yeah, I chose to sin. When we get there, that's when God can really help us. Mm -hmm. As long as we keep making excuses... And there's reasons for it. You know, my mama wasn't good to me, that kind of stuff, because that's what I used for a long time. (laughs) I'll just tell you the truth. You don't understand, you know, what I've been through, the blues, um, that I was blaming everything and anyone else, including you, Ron, for my own choices. You actually blame me? I I did. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I confess. No, I, you know. But, but, you know, we, we, we give in to our flesh. We've tried to find somebody to blame, and the whole time Jesus is standing there with his arms reached out to you saying, but I love you, mm-hmm. and that's what we've got to learn. Yeah. And we love him only because he loved us first. Mm-hmm. So before anything else happens of substance, we've got to bathe ourselves yeah. in the knowledge of his love for us, how special we are. We may not think we're special. Mm-hmm. Um, our parents may not think we're special. Our spouses, boyfriends, bosses, uh, bosses next door neighbors, um, wives, <laughs> daughters, they, they may not think we're special. Yeah. But Jesus is God, and it's not a good thing to argue with God. I know. I know. Every time you tell me I'm beautiful, you know what, what I know? Jesus told you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's, let's share something with, with, with our audience. Okay. How long did it take you to believe me when I said you're beautiful? Let me see. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of years. It took a it took a lot of years. I mean, even after I was Pastor Ron's wife. So, yeah, it, it maybe how many years? Maybe twenty, fifteen. I asked you. I know. I don't know for sure. But see, that's what I tell husbands all the time. Your job, your only job, is to make your wife feel like the most beautiful, the most precious, mm-hmm. the most loved woman on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's the assignment Jesus gave you. And by saying, I do, you're saying, I will. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's no value to me saying you're beautiful if I have a wandering eye. There's no value to, to saying, I love you, if, in fact, uh, I'm not treating you like I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. You don't feel or you don't experience love. Uh, if, if I talk about how precious you are, how valuable you are, if you don't feel precious, then it's just lip service. And we've got to take action. And, um, you know, the world that we live in is beating us up a lot of times. It takes a long time to convince us. But uh, you become even more beautiful since you started believing it. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, stop, but don't stop. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, we've, we've got uh, 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 a special Friday plan, but you're, you're actually going to be dancing with the VBS oh dancers Oh, my goodness, you guys need to pray for me because I'm getting older. I used to be able to bounce back much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, um, the Calvary Kids Bible School singers, dancers, it's really dancers, singers, because we sing the songs that we're dancing to. And um, 
we're we're dancing Friday night. We got six songs. I'm like, and I was looking at them. The the shortest one is two minutes and eight seconds, and the longest one is two minutes and thirty seven seconds times six. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I gonna make it? <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be uh, singing and dancing, uh, and the kids will be all in the aisles up on the stage, and uh, along with some of the adults who have. Um, you know, just kind of want to encourage the kids and be with the kids. It's always one of our most fun nights of worship. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, 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 and, and tomorrow, one of, my, one of my favorite times. Now, you'll be dancing again at the close tomorrow at noon. Yeah, yeah. Or, I guess, 11... 11.45. 11.45 when mm-hmm. you start. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, uh, they will they will give an invitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Friday nights, and this is uh, uh, maybe a little too much Calvary Chapel of San Antonio information for those of you in the audience, but uh, our Friday night service, because we have time, uh, we spread the, the our pastors and elders, but also the men and the women in our pastor's discipleship class. Completely, and their wives, yeah. Mm-hmm. And their wives mm-hmm. completely across the front of the church, and we close by giving people the opportunity to come up and be prayed for, or to, to, to ask for prayer for a specific need. And, and we always close, well, tomorrow at the end of VBS, yeah. uh, our, our junior hires who are too old to be in VBS, mm-hmm. they're serving, our high schoolers who are serving in VBS, yeah. they're going to be the ones who are spread out, and these little kids are going to be coming forward to receive Christ or to ask for prayer, and it is one of the great things to watch ever. It's so precious. You know, uh, I, I don't know if it was last year, maybe two or three years ago, when Keyshawn was up at the front, you know, because he's, he's going to be a senior when we start school again. Oh, my goodness. But his younger brother, Taj, went to him for prayer. And Taj just just into Keyshawn's body, and Keyshawn's way taller than him, and just enveloped his younger brother as he prayed for him. Oh, my goodness. And that just happens over and over again. And just to see the cute little girls come up and go to the other, you know, the the big girls now, you know, the grown girls. Um, It's just the sweetest thing. And and to see those older kids turn around and say, she received Christ. She became a Christian today. It's just when you lead somebody to the Lord, I don't care who you are, what age, that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, and and so tomorrow cool. night we're going to be having an afterglow uh, rather than a Bible study. Um, I like to let people know if they're coming for a Bible study. Uh, when we finish one book on Friday nights, again, because Friday night's really the only night we have enough time, mm-hmm. we finish one book. Um, before we start the next one, we're going to be starting the book of Acts a week from tomorrow. Um, we have what we call an afterglow. It's an opportunity for the gifts of the Spirit to flow in, in, the, in the body. Uh, the body gets to minister to itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord speaks to us through many different words and passages of Scripture, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's always a really really sweet time. It's a really fun time as we've gone through and finished a book. Um, I think really the most impactful book was uh, in First Corinthians, though, when our church really changed. We learned what real love was and what it looked like. But as we go through each book and finish one, the church has grown up, you know, um, and as we've gone through um, a book maybe once or twice, the second time through, you hear and see and experience things that you might not have. It's like seeing a sequel of a movie. Oh, I didn't see those little nuances in that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that. Well, same thing when we go through a book and then to see and hear the, the growth in our body. It, you know, that foundation has been laid, but now it's growing up, and to see and hear the different people who will share, some who maybe never have um, what the Lord has done in them through the teaching of a whole book. You know, you say, some of you, this will be your first time ever starting a book and finishing a book and reading all that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. My favorite closing prayer uh, after we read the, the passage before I teach it is, Lord, once again, as a church family, we've read every single word mm-hmm. of another of your books. Mm-hmm. And you promise to bless those who will read and to do what you say. Yeah. And and so we thank you for for speaking to us so clearly through the study of this particular book, whatever it is. Yeah, It's uh, also very um, exciting when people will stand up and say, um, this is kind of how I was back in the day, but now that I see who Jesus really is. I've taken this I've taken this step or that mm-hmm. step of faith and look what he did. Yeah. 
you know, and it's just a real sweet time of encouragement for others. You know, if I, m I remember many years ago, one of the families was going through just a terrible time with one of their children who was just giving them all kinds of trouble. Um, well, just taking that stand for the Lord and to see the strength in their family now um, is an encouragement to other families to say, you know what, I kept coddling them, I kept bringing them back, I wasn't helping them at all, and when I took the stand for the Lord, the peace that we have in our house and the opportunity for that wayward one to really see what life is like out there doing things his or her, her own way, you can see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean to sound like a bad Hallmark card here, but <laughs> the, the truth is, um, the most effective way of loving some of our kids is to let them go. We yeah. want to protect them from sin. We can't. No. Uh, we want to insulate them from the consequences of sin. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. And so sometimes we just have to say, Jesus, you love them more than I do. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to take my young adult child or my, my uh, high school age child and, and, and he or she is yours. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing how the Lord honors that kind of stand time and time again. Mm -hmm. And yet the truth is it is really always difficult yeah. for uh, especially the mom. Yeah. Sometimes for the dad, if it's a daughter, yeah. I can't let her go. i got to yeah. protect her. Yeah. You can't. You can't. They got to make their own choices. Yeah, and the wake of mess that they can cause when you when you procrastinate and doing what you really know you should do is is, is bad. So please be we brave. Have, <laughs> we, have, we have moms, Paula, who we've been saying the same thing to for eight, ten, fifteen years, yeah, yeah. and they'll come back and say, Pastor Ron, I took your advice. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now they're the big advocates for other moms to say, do it sooner than later, yeah, girl, don't, please. Don't go through what I've been through. Yeah. What else uh, is on your heart, You know what, yesterday you were, it was at, kind of at the end where um, I was at home going, whoo, yeah, and looking around my house because I am so thankful because you were telling uh, the men, you know, hey, be clean, smell <laughs> good, be polite and use good manners, you know? Yeah. Why do, why do we have to say that to adults, <laughs> especially Christian adults? But we do, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I don't know what, and you were talking about, I don't like you to see me looking the same in the evening when you come home as as you did when, when I left. It's like, what have you been doing? Sitting around watching TV, eating bonbons all day, you know? I never say that. No, that's me okay. to myself. And so uh, there was a time, I don't know when I got that. Those are some of those things you just kind of, I don't know, God just deposits them in your heart or mind, because you, I don't know where that came from. But I was, I told myself, he is not going to come home and see me looking the exact same as when he left. I can take a shower and be nice and clean. I would do the same thing if I'm leaving my house, mm -hmm. you know. For somebody else. For somebody else. You know, we get up, we go to the gym. Yeah. And then you go home and, and, and do whatever you do throughout the day, yeah. whatever that day has. Uh -huh. um, but, but you always... Clean up, yeah, and look different. I want to, yeah. I mean, when you leave the gym, you always smell great. <laughs> I shower. <laughs> you shower there, <laughs> uh huh. And I usually see you before because I'm still doing my stretching, and um, yeah, I don't want you to come home and no. And I just think, as husband and wife, um, or even dad with his own kids, or the mom with their own kids, if they happen to be single. Put your best foot forward to, for those in your home, yeah. you know? Um, I want to look good, smell good, I want to act good. I don't want to say please and thank you to the people in the world. I mean, I do, but, and then to be ugly with you, that's, no. I, I, tell, I tell the ladies all the time, and I tell myself first, of course, you know, if your Christianity is not working at home, don't export it. You should be the same, if not better, at home than you are out in public because, especially if you have kids, um, they will see the hypocrisy and that's not attractive to the Lord. And so, yeah, um, you're my best friend. Yeah, and Tuesday nights and Thursday nights are kind of my favorite, favorite nights because I get to be home with you. Yeah, you're not busy. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> Monday night we're here for Sweet Summer Devotions or regular Bible study, Wednesday night's church and Friday night's church. So Tuesdays and Thursday nights and Thursday, you know, Soon, choir will probably start. So right now, um, it's Tuesdays and Thursday nights, and we have our little routines, you know. 
and um, we get to we watch our little survivor shows or cooking shows or or uh, car shows now you know um, but I like that uh, but I, I, I want my best foot forward at home and so yeah be I, clean I, I can't <laughs> figure out why we watch the survival shows I have no desire yeah. to go out and do it. Yeah, no, no. But I watched like the car shows overhauling and stuff. Yeah. All I want is a classic resto mod car and, and I just I'm, I'm I want one. I have to have one. <laughs> you you realize the shows that we watch we'll never do. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're just kinda maybe we're not even living vicariously. A lot of times we'll turn around and say, Why? <laughs> what? Who would do that? You know? So yeah, but I, I really enjoy being with you, and I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I should enjoy you better than being with the girls or, you know, going shopping or whatever. I, I want to go shopping with you, and I want to go, I'll be with the girls, but be with the girls with you. Like, the next women's retreat, I think we're having you as a guest speaker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take you shopping, but not to AGB. Oh, yeah. You, have you do. ever been in that AGB? I, I was there once under protest, I think. <laughs> And it's right across the street from our house. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, um, good manners, being polite. You know, uh, honey, please. Or when you get, to, thank you, sweetheart. You know, you're the best. And your kids are watching. Yeah. If you have them, your kids are watching. They're learning. Uh, sons are learning how to be godly husbands, and daughters are learning mm -hmm. how to be godly wives. Yeah. And if they don't see that dynamic. Uh, we're we're actually failing our children in yeah, this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I love the fact that one of my granddaughters, Grandma, what's your favorite color? Remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and one of the moms, her mom, chimed in and said, "Whatever Grandpa's favorite color is." Very kind of demeaning, degrading. And I said, "You know, now that you mention it." It is his favorite color because I figure if he likes it, that's what I should be liking too. And he's my favorite guy in the whole world. You like yellow, babe? That's my favorite color. <laughs> and somehow people in the world think, well, you're an individual. You have your right to. But, but, that, but that's when the Spirit of God is poured out and we find the fullness of joy yeah. that he has in every one of our lives. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, yellow happens to be my favorite color, though. <laughs> well, see, we can finish each other's sentences now. Actually, though, though you're black and I'm white. Really? You're actually, what happened? Yeah, you're starting to look like me now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but but that's just what happens over a number of years. Yeah. And uh, we actually had somebody who introduced uh, us at a conference we were doing, and the pastor who was introducing us, he said, you know, it's hard for me just to say Pastor Ron because... Paul is here, and you know, when you think of Pastor Ron, you always think of Paula. Uh -huh. And so, Pastor Ron and Paula, they're here, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was really a good thing. That was a very big compliment, because um, we do compliment one another, and I, I, I think our whole church body here um, sees it and feels that. Like when we went to the restaurant today, Papa Ron, because he'd been calling me Mama for a while. <laughs> so I don't know why he didn't call you, maybe just so respectful and honoring that's a, that's really nice yep. so. we're inside four minutes four What's minutes heart? <clears throat> well again um i, I this my one of my, another one of my favorite songs where i was talking about this earlier his love never fails it never gives up and it never runs out on me and i just really want to leave the people with that his love never runs out on you he's right there with you if you will take a minute and you'll hear him say don't forget. Come back to me. I, I just really kind of own this thing lately of people not knowing their value um, or, you know, anybody who's heard you're never going to amount to anything, you know, that kind of a thing. I really want to encourage you. Yes, you already measure up. Jesus created you. He has a plan for your life. Just say yes. You know, Paul, it was overwhelming third service on Sunday uh, when I was talking about these things. I said, uh, this study will make perfect sense to any of you who have been told by parents that you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, thin enough. Mm -hmm. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never measure up. Mm -hmm. This study will make perfect sense. At the end of that invitation, the numbers of women in particular that came running forward 
um, just for a healing touch from the Lord, um, was overwhelming. And, And my plea to Christian parents is don't be your parents. Be better, because Jesus is in you. And and always tell your kids you love them. Tell them that you're proud of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my counseling load is full of of grown people from all ages, including older than I am, mm-hmm. who whose parents died without ever hearing them say, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Or I love you. Yeah. And the damage that's done is incalculable, and the enemy uses that to pound and make people feel inadequate mm-hmm. and all the time Jesus is shouting from heaven I love you you're beautiful you're special I'm proud of you yeah. and we don't hear him because of this noisy dumb world that we live in yeah yeah and you gotta drown out the the other voices and I think that's why I'm kind of harping on this you should have seen the numbers of ladies who came forward Monday night you know the leadership ladies are here and I think there was either eight to ten of them standing up there to receive the ladies for prayer and they were all being uh, prayed for and then so that said Mama Paula you need to get up and be available for somebody else the ladies I I hope they're getting it Pastor Ron I really hope they're getting it that he loves them they're valuable uh, priceless to him and he has a much better plan. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy no. any longer. And, and uh, for, for all of you in our audience, male or female, mm-hmm. um, read the Song of Solomon. Just the parts titled Lover, mm-hmm. and, and imagine that's Jesus sitting right in front of you, staring deep into your eyes, and he's talking just to you. Yeah. Because if you don't get that, the rest of this just doesn't make any sense. Once you get that, everything changes. Everything, everything. changes, yeah. Please get it. I love you guys. (laughs) It's been fun. Sweet Summer Devotions Monday? Monday, Sweet Summer Devotions, Afterglow, Kids Worship, Calvary Kids Bible School, Dancers, tomorrow night. Lots going on on Friday. Oh, yeah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. You've been listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.